Happening in high school sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight. Featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Ryan Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Here we go. Welcome in. Prep Spotlight WNSP, along with Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete. We are live in the WNSP studios. We also got a lot of good stuff lined up. I mean, basketball is hot and heavy. Michael Bronner's on with us here in the uh, studio as we'll talk a little football. We got Brian, I know we always look ahead on the show and Basketball is a big topic. We got the area tournaments, teams trying to make it to the Sweet 16. But we're always springing ahead, looking recruiting news every week. We'll talk about that a little bit. Also, bottom of the hour, St. Luke's, the uh, Wildcats, as they um, get ready for their spring. And I would think smaller schools in the 2A, 3A, 4A level, it's important. But uh, before we get into our basketball, we'll have football. I'll always talk about Ron Lee. Join bomb the hour. Yeah, Ron Lee will join us, talk a little bit of St. Luke's. It'll be interesting to talk to them because, you know, it's one of the things that we've talked to some coaches of uh, some 2A, 3A schools. Sometimes they will defer because they have so many players that will be in basketball or in baseball and other sports. And so we'll see what St. Luke's uh, uh, plans are. And then also, uh, as you and I were talking before we came on the air, uh, our good buddy Ben Thomas tweeting and also putting an article out on AL.com. Uh, Bayside Academy has filled that head coaching position. We think about this hire. So a lot of people, especially Auburn fans, would recognize Barrett Trotter. To me, he's most – he replaced, you know, his successor of Cam Newton when Cam Newton had the national championship year in 2010. Trotter got the starting position the next season in 2011 couple of good years. Uh, Barrett Trotter, the new head coach at Bayside Academy, which um, looking at some of his background, I know you've done that, but uh, a quarterback, just been on the college level, and his experience probably is going to be a help to Bayside. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And uh, as you look, he's uh, most recently been an assistant up in Birmingham at Briarwood Christian. You know, they had a really good quarterback that, uh, that's made some noise up there, and, and uh, I'm sure he worked directly with him. Uh, got some experience at Auburn, also at North Carolina. Um, so I think that's a good hire for um, for Bayside. And as you look at Bayside and what they did last year, I was actually out walking through the neighborhood, and one of my neighbors came out, and he asked me. We, we were talking about the Bayside job, yeah. and he said, well, whoever gets it is going to be loaded because, you know, uh, they had so many freshmen and sophomores playing key positions for them last year. So that's a team that's returning a lot of uh, experience, even though they'll still be young. Uh, they'll be uh, sophomores and juniors with a lot of experience under their belt from playing this year. And, you know, he uh, – just go back and look at – I just remember Barrett Trotter when he was at Auburn at quarterback and – couple of years, I just looked up 1,200 yards passing through the air for his years there. Actually, was in college four years. He had one more year of eligibility and decided to give away Clint Mosley. I think Kyle Frazier with the two quarterbacks battling once Barrett Trotter decided to leave. So, we're, we're filling these positions, Brian. You look at the, the teams that are hiring now. Uh, Citronelle bringing in a new coach. McGill Tulin hires a new coach. We're slowly getting Murphy – 
you know, all these teams looking for new coaches. There seems to be, in the last two or three years, 8 to 12 range of the 33 teams on the coast. We actually had last year 11 or 12. I have to go back and look. New coaches this year were at probably five or six. That number may add up. And coach decides to leave or something. It's a long way till the fall. Yeah, and, and you know, and you still, like you said, we had that Theodore position. We've we've got a field, and um, so it'll be interesting to see what what comes out in the next few weeks, especially as you get closer. It, you can really tell. I mean, you know, we're springing forward and talking football uh, every week, but as you get towards the end of. Uh, of basketball season is as we get into these final fours and March Madness, boy, then then spring training really kind of gets to the forefront of your mind. And, and you want to have those positions filled so you can go ahead and take advantage of that time. Because what you don't want to do is go through spring and then all of a sudden somebody coming in, in the middle of the summer and having to put in their own system, you know, for seven on sevens. And then really in August, putting in a whole scheme. It's just, late. It's yeah, late to be bringing way somebody. late, and yeah. we we've seen a couple of teams have to do that in the last couple of years, and it just it hasn't worked out well for them. So with Murphy trying to bring in their coach and Theodore, I mean the spring I think is so critical. David Faulkner having a chance to go to McGill, and we know Raymond Nelson's at Blunt now. Jason Rowell, Citronelle. I think these these spring practices, for, especially with those teams bringing in new coaches, these coaches trying to get these players. A relationship built that's so important so uh we'll be following we still got a couple more hires to, to get locally on the gulf coast but brian we've got a uh, a team baker that's one that is gosh they're they have a great chance to keep going they they won this week and to advance to montgomery and boy this this team's one to watch especially with that that phenon on that team <laughs> yeah they really are and uh coach david armstrong's gonna jump in and join us now coach how are you I'm doing well, guys. How about y'all? We're doing well, Coach. Congratulations on the win over Enterprise. And I know you now just kind of sit back and wait to see what's going to happen with the game that was delayed um, that will be played uh, Saturday afternoon. you got to be excited about the way your team stepped up in the fourth quarter. I know you and I talked earlier. You said you weren't nervous. <laughs> I was nervous watching it for you, but – Man, what a big fourth quarter and a 14-0 run that you go on. Yeah, the guys did a great job. You know, they just stayed with the plan, stayed and, and did exactly what they needed to do to stay in the game and not let it get out of hand. We were not shooting the ball well. It's, a, it's like going and shooting outside in that place. It is hard to shoot there. Um, and so we did a great job just kind of playing defense, staying in the game, doing what we need to do to keep the game close. Um, and I knew that if we could keep it to a one or two possession game, that we had the type of team that could win that game. And I was, I felt real confident in the type of players we have on our team to do that. Um, and we did a great job and down the stretch, I think it was like 90 seconds. We scored 10 points and got the lead to 11 and the game kind of, you know, ended right there for, you know, in our favor. Well, you, you know, it's funny you talk about that. I, I'm, I'm, watching the game and I'm texting pigskin updates and I was like okay five five and a half minutes left the game's tied and then all of a sudden it seemed like less than three minutes later I'm typing a new text message saying hey they're they're up uh they're up 11 or 12. LeBaron just I mean no points in the first quarter he ends the game with 32 but it just seemed like there at the end boy he 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 just kind of opposed his will on on enterprise. Yeah, we did a really good job, you know, in the last, you know, four or five minutes of the game, getting rebounds and getting the ball outletted to him as quickly as possible. 
and then he did what LeBaron does, which is you know run the length of the floor as fast as he can, and it's he's impossible to keep up with when he gets going at that speed. And he is such a good finisher around the rim that you know it's hard to stop him. And he did you know what he does, which is finish the rim, finish with contact, get the and one, make the free throw. You know we I think he hit a three. I think Josh Flowers hit a three. Uh, Derek Florence got a nice, uh, nice little layup there at one point. You know, Charles Taylor knocked down some free throws. So we did some good things in the last, you know, four minutes of the game to just turn that game into our game. All right, Coach Armstrong. Baker is a, a team we're going to continue to watch again. Baker defeats Enterprise and uh, Garrett Coliseum, fifty-three to forty-one. Coach, I know LeBaron Feiline. I mean, he's known across the country, and now that he is committed to Auburn. Do you see a weight off of him? Do you see him just as far as just his personality change a little bit, a little weight lifted off? There's so much pressure on him. I'll be honest, no. I think LeBaron is just LeBaron. Like, I don't think when you put a ball in his hand, kid lights up. It doesn't matter what's going on anywhere else in the world. He is meant to be in that little 94 by 50 square or rectangle. And he does a great – anytime he's there, he's just who he is. He is – LeBaron Filon, he's going to play the game. He's going to play it great. You know, I think outside, maybe, yes. I think he's really proud to be an Auburn commit. I, don't, I think every day I've seen him since he did it, he's more nothing but Auburn stuff. So, you know, he's – he. I think there's a little bit outside of the court, but on the court, it, it never bothered him in the first place. He's just being him. I tell you, Coach, uh, Enterprise wasn't a pushover, reigning state champion. Talk to us about that team you defeated today and what you're most proud of. You know, Enterprise is a great team. They're really well coached. I, their coach, Rhett Harrelson, is a great guy. He and I talked quite a bit. Um, they were a, a big, athletic, physical team. Um, they have struggled to score the ball this year, um, but they had the capability of hitting some threes. You know, they had the uh, one kid, number 23, who hit three threes today. Um, and they are so good around the rim. I think, again, getting rebounds. I think we got out-rebounded by some – like 12 or 15 rebounds, and we still ended up winning the game. Um, you know, they they are, you know, a team that has been in the state runner-up two years ago. They were a state champion uh, last year. They're a really good squad. You know, we were, you know, I was excited to get to play them um, and, you know, told my guys we were going to have to take them real serious if we were going to win that game, and obviously that's what happened. Well, you talked about how big Josh Flowers was. I mean, he finished with 10 points, four rebounds. You talked about the big three-pointer he hit in the final quarter. He tweets out right before the game, he's blessed to receive an offer from Mississippi State <laughs> and then, then steps out and has a has a nice game on the court as well. you got to love when you got a young man like that that's so versatile, can play in two sports and uh, – and and that just a what a great compliment that he is to LeBaron and and that whole junior class that you have you you got to be proud of yeah. yeah he's a great kid great athlete you know I, I love being able to coach Josh alongside guys like LeBaron and all the rest of them um, Josh you know he's such a valuable defensive player you know obviously he can score the ball and he didn't shoot the ball well and he still made you know a couple threes and got us ten points tonight but he rebounded the ball well. He handled the strength and athleticism, you know, matched some of those, what their their guys were good at. Um, our other guys, Anderson Maduin and Derek Florence in the five spot, played really well today. Um, you know, they did a great job rebounding, keeping those guys from getting just easy looks. You know, they got their fair share of second chance points, but 
especially down the stretch, Derek Florence, you know, Anderson went down with an injury, got elbowed in the face. Um, and then Derek Florence, sophomore, came in and got some big-time rebounds, big steal, did some really good things for us down the stretch to help us win that game. All right, Coach Armstrong, we'll be following Baker one win away from a Final Four. Brian and I will talk about that as we keep going, man. But keep it rolling. We'll keep in touch with you. Congratulations so far. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all for calling. All right. Thank you. So, Brian, they'll be watching that Saturday afternoon. As you mentioned, they moved that time to Saturday afternoon. Dothan, Mary Montgomery, the winner of that, plays Baker next Tuesday, coming up on Tuesday. So, we'll check that out. We'll come back. More basketball talk. Prep Spotlight. fun run or the ever popular moon pie dash for the kids proceeds from the race help provide financial assistance to the challenged athletic programs in mobile and baldwin counties after the race stick around for mardi gras best block party on augusta street register at events.com search joe kane classic 5k on facebook for information Okay, welcome back. Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete in the WNSP studios. Man, we are getting down to the Sweet 16, Elite 8. High school basketball, girls' side, boys' side, and especially in this last segment, Brian's going to tell you about the girls' left, kind of break down the brackets in the boys' side, trying to grab a couple of coaches that have their team playing well. Good to catch up with uh, Coach Armstrong over at Baker as this team trying to get – to the final four, second year in a row. Also, Brian, another team playing good basketball, the Blunt Leopards. Watch out. You know, you got McGill strong in this class, Blunt strong. Blunt knocks off Spanish Fort. They beat them this week, 71-49 to to move on, and they improved to 21-6 and on the season as they get set for Pike Road. And Blunt head coach, Demarcus Mosley, taking a couple of seconds to join us. Coach Mosley, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, Coach. Congratulations on your uh, B- Blunt Boys basketball team. Talk to us about that 22-point win over Spanish Fort. Yes, uh, guys played really the best game of the season. We was up 10 at half, um, made a slight adjustment um, to our press, and then we went up 30. I think we got up 34 points at one point and never looked back. Uh they finished the game strong, played really well. Coach, these uh, these postseason games, just I know they're different. You know, you used to win, you keep going, yeah. lose, you stay home. And how is your players responding so far from what you've seen them in the area and now in the state playoffs? Uh, they responded well because uh, the way I scheduled us at the beginning of the year, we took some trips to Birmingham, uh, played some tough matchups. Uh, of course, we got tough matchups in Mobile. We, we beat Baker twice, that, and they they are favored to go to Final Four. So we played some some top teams, and and it helped us to this point to where we at now. Hey, Coach Brian Gennard here. You know, it's funny you just said something about going to Birmingham and playing, and it's one of the things that we talked to Coach Jeff Kelly about during football season. He likes to to schedule those games so that when it does come playoff time and you're 
going to Montgomery or Birmingham to play, it's nothing new for your team. And, and is, is that why you really want to kind of get those out of the way early so that as you make these road trips during playoff times, your team knows what to expect? Yes, sir. That's, that's exactly why. And it's, it's uh, not just playing tough opponents, but how it's, you know, staying in a hotel, the preparation, uh, some kids ain't never left Mobile that I deal with and just get me ready for how it's going to be for regionals. Uh, we in Montgomery now, um, but they're used to it now because we've done it at the beginning of the year, same preparation. Coach, talk to us about some of these uh, players that helped this team make it to the Sweet 16. Devontae Woolard, I mean, you guys are getting some good play from a number of players, not just one or two. Yes, Devontae, uh, Devontae Willard has come a long way. Uh, started off the season slow, and I told him around January he, he's going to blow up, and he's like one of our top scorers. And right behind him we have uh, Joseph Page. Those are our two dynamic guards, and then we have our athlete, uh, Mr. Do-It-All, Antonio Jackson, nicknamed AJ, uh, is a super athlete. So we – Nobody knows who's going to be our top scorer, which helps us because you don't know who really to, to scout or try to shut down because we have multiple scores. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing in this win over Spanish Fort, Coach Devontae popped in 21 points, Joseph Page 17, Nathaniel Jackson 14, Jerry Brand 12. To get one or two yeah. players in double digits is great, but, man, to get this consistent going, this is good for this Blunt team. Yeah, yeah, I told him it is. If we play like we played against Spanish for it, I, I have a going all the way and winning. And, and, you know, Coach, you talk about that. You played, you know, two tough games this year against Baker. And I know this last one, what, probably the week before the end of the season. Uh, in the packed gym, that, that's got to be a confidence booster for your guys, especially when you're playing against the LeBaron Phelan and he just committed to Auburn. I mean, it's – it's got to be something that that they know. Hey, we six A talent, seven A talent. It doesn't matter. We can hold our own against anybody. Yes, exactly. Uh, they're not we're, they're not scared of anybody. I said if you can go up against the number one player in the state and and, and battle against that great team and him, you, you can go against anybody. And we know it's a it's still a tough road. We got a tough matchup tomorrow, Pike Road. And then on the other side, McGill playing really well, uh, and they got park crossing. So it's going to be it's a tough road to get there, but we up for the challenge. Demarcus Mosley, head coach, Blunt Boys basketball program coach. Good luck against Pike Road. Your one win away from the Final Four. Would you would you expecting this team to advance before the season started, or are you just seeing this team blossom as the season keeps rolling here? Uh, we expected to make it the regionals, but now it's they see something special. Um, so we we plan to get to Birmingham that final four. Awesome, well, Coach! Congratulations. Good luck against Pike Road, and hopefully we'll still be talking blunt basketball a week from now. But we'll be watching you. All right. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. And uh, I'm just so you know he talks about the reward, Brian, of having the chance to go to Montgomery, go to Birmingham, and these players. I mean, they seem like they're playing maybe the best ball they played all year, but McGill Tulin so strong. And these two teams right now, I'm not going to be surprised to see either one make it to the final four. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. I, you know, when you can play Baker twice and, and, you know, Baker's only 
lost six games this year, and, and Blunt's responsible for two of them and two really close games. And then when you have four young men who are all in double scoring, it was funny when you, as you're asking that question, I had just pulled it up to see that, you know, 21, 17, 14. I mean, that, that's great production out of uh, four of you starting five. And, and so uh, they're, they're peaking at the right time. He's done all the right things. I mean, like I asked him and, and we talked about, you know, Coach Kelly and even when we talked to Coach Collier that make those big trips to other places and play tough competition early in the season so their players know what to expect. That waking up in a hotel room and getting ready for a game is not foreign to them. They've done it earlier in the season. So playoffs are just that much more added. The only difference is is it's one and done, but at least they've been there and, and you're not throwing new things at them also one and done. So, you know, they're, they're doing all the right things. I, I love what they're doing right now. And it could come down to we could see Begill, Blunt, <laughs> go head-to-head. They just – you know, Philip Murphy's team over at McGill, I, I'm really impressed. Losing Barry Dunning last year who went to Arkansas for this team to continue to – what, they won like 17 in a row? I mean, they're getting some great play of Bennett Russ, um, Alex Schamberg. I mean, this – this uh, they, they've got a big game. McGill's got one more to go before they – Make it to the uh, next round. Who, who does McGill? Who does so you say McGill's McGill play Park Crossing, and the winner of the McGill Park Crossing game will play the winner of Blunt and Pike Road, and that'll be a chance for the Final Four there. Yeah, so that'll be in the uh, Elite Eight, and then yeah, if the winner of that game goes on to the Final Four into Birmingham. Okay, and we'll be following that, and like you said, Baker and uh, LeBaron Filan. I mean, th- this team is is along with Fairhope, that 7A has been so impressive to watch these teams over the last couple of years develop. And, you know, Filan's still got another year left. Don't forget, he, he he's not done yet. But this this Baker team, that was a great rally. You kept me posted on that game this week where they rallied. It was a tie game with like three minutes, and they just got on a roll. Yeah, they really did. I mean, they, they, they go on a 14-1, 14-2 run, and, and that's really what got them. And the difference is with 7A, less teams – so uh, one more win, and they will be in the final four. Uh, the other brackets, they'll be in eight, and they're, they're at 16 now, and then they'll be. But the weird thing, too, is is the way that the states kind of rearrange the 70 bracket. I mean, it, it wouldn't be crazy to have a final four that has – uh, Fairhope and Baker in it are a finals with actually Fairhope and Baker. You could have two South teams playing in there. Yeah. Hey, I know we're going to talk basketball, a lot of it in that last segment. Girls, anybody jumping out to you right now you want to say before we jump into the break? Uh, Foley and Daphne both playing really well. Both won, and they will play each other for the fourth time uh. this year. <laughs> and Foley's won the first three meetings. How hard is it to beat somebody four times in one year? Yeah. All right. Hey, let's talk a little bit of break. We'll talk a little spring football. We'll do a segment for that before returning to Basketball Talk Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Growing a business can be tough these days, and radio advertising can help. Radio reaches 93% of all adults in a typical week, and it dominates in car listening. Sports Little at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Welcome back to the Prep Spotlight on WNSP, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones. 
Making Sense of Investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. All right, welcome back in to the Prep Spotlight WNSP. Brian mentioned earlier we started the show. You know, we always talk a little high school football as we start. Bayside Academy, they made their hire of a football coach. Phil Lazenby there 16 years, uh, no longer the coach there. And Barrett Trotter, Auburn fans remember the former quarterback for the Tigers back around 2011. A couple years started at Auburn at quarterback. Barrett Trotter named the head coach at Bayside Academy. We're going to talk more high school football in a couple of seconds as we're going to catch up with Ryan Lee, the St. Luke's coach. But, Brian, as we always do, the keeping up with the Joneses. I know we mentioned him last week. But anybody that brings home a Super Bowl ring, a Super Bowl ring deserves two weeks mentioned in a row. Kadarius Toney, the former Blunt Leopard. I knew they were going to hand Patrick Mahomes the MVP, and there's just no doubt. But the second-place guy is Kadarius Toney. Breaks the all-time record punt return yardage in one game in the Super Bowl. 65 yards he returned there. Had a huge TD reception. He was wide open, by the way, but he didn't drop it. But uh, Kadarius Tony, man, it got injured in the game before, but came back strong last week. That punt return of 65 yards was, to me, the turning point in the game. I mean, they really, when he kind of felt they had it. I mean, and just stopped, completely changed direction, goes the other way up the sideline. I thought for a second he was going to score. But uh, but that really, to me, was the momentum shift that Kansas City needed to, to kind of put that thing away. And Kansas City uh, won the game. Um, what was the final over Philadelphia? What was the score? 38-35. Uh, 38-35. A lot of points. Yeah. And yeah, 38-35. Yeah. Right. Who do you have? Well, you, you know, you just mentioned an Auburn quarterback. Let's talk about an Auburn cornerback. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Roger McCrary, former Auburn player, also, former Williamson Lions. This is amazing to me. It, it's hard enough to get through. I mean, we just talked about the injuries to Mahomes and to Kadarius Tony. This young man playing cornerback for the Tennessee Titans this year, he took 1,165 defensive snaps during the, the regular season, more than any defensive back in the NFL. He only missed three snaps. What? All year long. Wow. He played 99.74% of Tennessee's defensive plays. That's hmm. amazing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Two, second year in the league. And then, or I guess first year in the league. Yeah, because he was taken in the 2022 draft. So first year in the league. And then goes up there and plays every snap but three on the defensive side of the ball. But there's a reason Williamson retired that number 18. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brian, let's talk a little high school football. We're catching up with a good friend there, Ron Lee, over with the St. Luke's Wildcats. Coach Lee, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing great, Coach. I know you play players both ways. And what Brian was talking about, a player only misses three snaps in the NFL. That's impressive on the high school level, too, isn't it? I'll tell you, that's <laughs> uh, with the way the game's played today. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so much faster, and the guys are so much stronger. And I, I can only imagine what it is at the pro level. Coach, I uh, I know we like just getting ahead, maybe looking at your spring. And numbers are so important for any high school, but especially on the two A, three A level. St. Luke's, do they have a lot of players coming back for next year? We, uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> I know that's a really strange answer, but we do have quite a few seniors uh, coming back 
um, you know, we we graduated eight, and on roster right now, if everybody stays in place, we look like we'll have 12 uh, seniors. And our junior and sophomore classes, they're kind of thin, but when everything's said and done, uh, we hope that we have somewhere around 35 to 40 guys out. Well, Coach, with those 35 to 40 guys, and, and we've seen kind of a mixed bag with, with – uh, especially in the 2A, 3A realm, do you guys plan on doing a, a whole blown-out spring game and, and practice? Or since you have folks that are probably playing baseball and other sports too, will you save those and, and, and add those to your days in August? What's your plan? Well, honestly, we won't make that decision uh, until we see exactly uh, how far our baseball team will go or our soccer team. Uh, you know, our soccer teams have been doing quite well, and we expect them to go pretty deep <clears throat> into the playoffs. Uh, Baseball-wise, just got kicked off tonight. Uh, he's got several really good guys returning, so we, we definitely expect them to get in. So that's two sports that we do have quite a few players involved in. Uh, of course, our basketball team, team is still going, and a lot of those guys are involved with track as well. So we won't really make that call until we find out the playoff situation for all the sports. Uh, and then we try never to infringe on any of our uh, academic structures as far as exams go. So we'll just have a small window if we get to go spring. And if not, you know, we got plenty of time over the summer to get them in the weight room and work with them a little bit and try to maybe try to get in some seven-on-sevens. So the way it's set up now, high school coaches have an opportunity to train their kids. Coach, I I know you had some seniors. You mentioned you're losing eight of them, but I'm just thinking, gosh, Jake Nutzi. It seemed like I've heard Jake's name for four or five years, and Cam Cam Chambers. I, I would assume they're playing other sports too, St. Luke's. Both of them are. Cam's on the basketball team, doing really well. Jake's a baseball player. Um, you know, like that's the that's the neat thing about St. Luke is those kids not only go to school, they get heavily involved with everything. And those two guys you just mentioned, uh, along with Jackson Boone, which has been kicking for us, uh, I'm pretty sure he probably went through several different size shoes from the time he started <laughs> kicking for us. He was just a little fella. And uh, Jake as well. Jake's been playing. Uh, we've only had a middle school team the last two years. So those guys have actually been at varsity practices and practicing uh, standing on the sideline with us since they were in the seventh grade. Uh, so in the last two years, we've managed to turn our football team into nine through 12 instead of seven through 12. You've been at St. Luke's now eight years, Coach? Yes, this is my eighth year, and it seems like I just got there yesterday. <laughs> And that program has just continued to build. I, I know the school itself has grown, and you got the stadium behind the school now. A lot of changes since you've been with this St. Luke's program. you got to be proud of it, all that stuff. It is. You know, there's just um, – every coach likes to brag on his school and the administrators. And, but the school is really sold out to helping uh, young men and young ladies develop and give them every opportunity. Uh, our band is growing. Uh, we have an eSports team now. The high team always does well. So it's just hard not to like it. And like I said, whenever I went there, uh, Murphy, one of the largest schools, 
going to one of the smallest schools, I was thinking, well, I, you know, this would be something to do for a couple of years. And like I say, that was eight years ago, and I'm still enjoying <laughs> it. What do you do? I know Brian and I talk about, you know, our activities outside of work. So we're in the off season. What, what's some of your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing, Coach? Besides football, uh, Sue and I watch football. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of them. our big hobbies. Okay. And, uh, y'all were talking about that, the uh, Super Bowl. That's one of the best games that I've ever seen. But we spend quite a bit of time on the water. We're we're water people. We like the boats and we like to get out and just enjoy the peace and quiet. Coach, let me ask you a question. We, we're talking to Ron Lee head coach at St. Luke's. When you look at St. Luke's and, and people talk about 2A players and, and, and you know, like kids may be too small to do this and do that, and then you, you look at what Jermaine Brown has done up at UAB, how, how big of an inspiration is that for your kids as they, as they look and say, hey, you know, there is a t- chance for us to come out of a 2A school and go play major college football and have some success, and then to be named the MVP of the bowl game this year. I just thought that was great. Yeah, uh, Jermaine is a great example. Uh, our baseball player, JJ, that, that is, is still in the bigs now. Uh, you know, I think, and we tell our guys all the time, that people will find you if you do your part uh, to become an athlete. And that's train year-round and have good grades and have a great attitude. Every, every college coach is is looking for that kind of guy. Uh, you know, your numbers that you have certainly helps. And Jermaine was a special player. And um, not only his athletic skills, my goodness, he just he never took a day off. He was one of those guys that were bound and determined that he was going to play at the next level. And uh, he reminded me a lot of Captain Munderland, Captain played for us uh, at Murphy and then wound up in the league for 11 years. And, there was never a doubt in Captain's mind that he wasn't going to play at the next level uh, from the time he was a sophomore on. And Jermaine was like that, too, I think. You know, you, you make up your mind you want to do something and you work hard enough, and you're going to get an opportunity. I don't think Jermaine's missed a day in the weight room since he's been at UAB. I'm a little bigger, a little bigger <laughs> You talked about the young man going through different shoe sizes. Jermaine's gone through some different shirt sizes since he, he's left St. Luke's. You, when he left us, he, he looked like uh, some of our eighth graders. But he didn't play like that. But, it, yeah, he got up there and just – he had always worked hard in our weight room, but he just hadn't had that growth spurt like he has recently. And – uh we are certainly proud of him. I know I am, and St. Luke's, the family there, they, they are too. Head coach Ryan Lee joining us here on the Prep Spotlight. I always talk a little high school football during our show each week as we broadcast the entire year. Coach, I, I, do, I, I know you mentioned Murphy, and you were there 10 years. They've been through a number of coaches and changes. They hadn't called you back since they vacated that spot, had they? Oh, no, they're <laughs> moving forward. Oh, okay. They don't want to go backwards, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think they'll be going backwards, Coach. You spent a lot of years there, and I know Murphy and uh, Theodore are looking for coaches. And, Coach, that's just part of it. I mean, eight years at St. Luke's, getting ready for your ninth year. Uh, congratulations for being there that tenure, and you were with Murphy for a long time, too. I think that says something about uh, well, you and the schools. I always had some great people around me, and uh, I just think it's wonderful. You, should, you mentioned uh, Theodore. Uh, jobs open. I, I think it's wonderful that uh, Eric Collier got a chance to go ahead and help 
local kids and kids, you know, in the area working at South Alabama, and he is a great kid out there. I know he'll do a good job. Coach, I, I mean, I think of Dorman Joseph. He left McGill and gets the opportunity to go coach on the college level and just be part of a program. You just never know. When, you, when you're in high no. school, you never know. I think that speaks volumes with what's going on around here. And Coach, you just been talking about speaking volumes. Let me, I, let me tell you, there's a couple of places that we get to go every year and maybe call a game here and there. I, I love your atmosphere. I tell everybody, if you get a chance, go out on a Friday night and the, the the live oaks and right off the end zone just the atmosphere that everybody's there it's it's a fun place to go watch a football game and, and there's something about a 2a game too when uh your, your starting middle linebacker may also be your quarterback that just makes it fun to me and i, I love what you guys are doing there I, I i i just applaud you for for everything you're doing well thank you and we would love to have anybody come out or everybody come out I, I've said it since the day we played the first game there. Uh, it's like going to a football game in Mayberry. Uh, just a wonderful situation. To people come to watch a ball game, but they also come to visit. There and, you uh, go. And we, we've had a lot of fun with that field being on campus. They make pretty good hamburgers out there too, Brian. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I smell them. I can't resist them. Coach, thank you, man. Appreciate it so much. I know it'll be around the corner before we see St. Luke's again and uh, on the football field. But, hey, let's catch up soon, all right? Tell your wife, Sue, hello. I sure will. Thank you all so much, and I hope you have a good evening. You do the same. I should have asked him who they were pulling for between the uh, Kansas City and, and Philadelphia. I know a lot of Alabama fans were pulling for Philadelphia, but Kansas City was just their year, man. They got a lot of – I won't say a lot of calls, but they just – they did what they had to do in those last two games. Yeah, I'll say that. they really did. I mean, it was a great game. I, I'm with you. And, 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 and you talk about the calls. Uh, you know, it's so you funny. You say they got a lot of calls. It's okay to say. They did. Well, that one, though, that. when, when you're coming out. Games. Yeah, but when you're coming out of your break and somebody grabs the back of your jersey, it's pass interference. I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I was pulling for Philly, but I, I agree with that call. Yeah, just the timing. Yeah, well. He shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a lot during the game. They didn't call, though. I'll just oh, say that. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll come back. One more segment. Let's talk a little basketball and maybe get uh, Bronner's final opinion of the Super Bowl. Can we do that, Bronner? I like Bronner's opinion. All right, we'll come back. Join me, Tony Ruggiero, on the Dew Sweepers radio show right here on WNSP. All right, final segment of the front spotlight, WNSP. Great to have you along. We talk high school football every Thursday at 6. You can hear us on Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock on WNSP. Brian Gennard of Peaks Can Peak the Studio and Michael Bronner always tuned in. And, Michael, I know you had your first week with Corey Labounty in our studio with the uh, final drive. Everything went well. You guys hashed that Super Bowl out, I'm sure, a good bit. Oh, yeah, there was – there's plenty to talk about there, but no, it's going well. So if, if you uh, haven't checked out the final drive, give us a shot. I, I think uh, we're doing some good things over there. So very good. Check us out. And more time, you guys will be talking just all kinds of different stuff, and you'll connect with each other. And uh, Corey's been helping WNSP for a number of years. And uh, Brian, you know, high school basketball is the biggest topic right now. We've got our 
teams trying to make it to the final four, number teams, both on the boys, boys and girls' sides, playing in the next few days, trying to get there. Yeah, they really are. And you talk about the final four and in Birmingham and Corey Labounty in the final drive. You know, Corey and I talked right before he snuck out of here that he'll actually be calling some of those games and uh, and and working the PA up in Birmingham as well. So he's well entrenched in the high school. Uh, playoffs but yeah a couple things that stick out to me I mean you know Davidson a top 10 team all year long uh, lost a heartbreaker to, to Enterprise and um, and so uh, the Baker or I'm sorry the D Davidson girls uh, lose a heartbreaker to Enterprise and so that knocks them out of the tournament um, Mary G Montgomery, that was an upset there yeah it really was and uh, so and Mary G Montgomery playing Prattville uh, so they're still alive in seven, eight girls. Uh, Foley and Daphne, like we said earlier, they'll play each other for the fourth time this year. That game will take place next Wednesday. Um, Fairhope wins their round one game. Daphne loses, so Fairhope will play Central Phoenix City. Uh, that game uh, also next Wednesday, the 22nd. And then um, we, we talked about Blunt beating Spanish Fort. You know, they'll face Pike Road, and they'll play the winner of the McGill um, Park Crossing game, McGill beating Theodore earlier this week. Uh, Theodore uh, girls still alive. They beat Spanish Fort. They'll play Carver. And then McGill girls always strong. Carla Berry always having that team playing really well this time of year. Uh, they beat Blunt. They'll play Park Crossing, and they'll take on the winner of that uh, Theodore-Carver uh, game. And then in boys, uh, St. Paul's beats Williamson in a really close game. They're taking on Eufaula, and Viger beats BC Rain. I think that was an overtime game. I know it was a one-point game, uh, but they'll play Charles Henderson, and they'll play the winner of that St. Paul-Eufaula game. And then in the girls' bracket in 5A, uh, St. Paul's beats Gulf Shores. They're, they're now going on to play Eufaula. Uh, Williamson girls beat LaFleur, and they will go on and play Charles Henderson, and the winner of those two games will meet each other. Uh, Very good. Yeah. St. Luke's still alive. Yeah, St. Luke's is alive. Uh, UMS boys, they lost out in 4A. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any boys' teams. Jackson beats Orange Beach. U UMS girls still alive. They beat T.R. Miller. They're playing Geneva. Um, Cottage Hill with a big win over Strawn. Uh, they'll play Houston Academy. And um, boys on the boys side, unfortunately, uh, Mobile Christian boys lose out to Hillcrest. Uh, St. Luke's beats Zion. They'll play Geneva. Um, Chickasaw, we didn't talk about this, but they were uh, scheduled to play. They end up self-reporting an ineligible player that played eight games for them this season. Um, they have forfeited their game, and so they are out of uh, – of 2A action, so St. Luke's is uh, holding our torch there in 2A. And on the girls' side in 3A, uh, Mobile Christian beat Hillcrest. They'll play Houston Academy. So the uh, Mobile Christian uh, Lady Leopards are still alive in uh, 3A. Very good. All right, so this time next week, Final Four just about will be set, and we'll know a lot of our – hopefully we'll have a lot of boys and girls in representation there like we did last year. McGill Tulin, I got a feeling this McGill Tulin Blunt game is going to happen for a trip to the Final Four. You cannot beat that drama uh, coming up possibly, but we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, along with a couple of more games. So, by the way, you know, we always talk golf in here. Michael Bronner, myself, and you always pick a golfer every week. We have a little fun contest. Robbie Shelton, our former – 
local kid, not playing in the Gen- Genesis Invitational. But uh, Tiger Woods, according to Michael, is off to a good start. And Michael, who'd you have this week in your contest, Michael? I had Tony Finau, but yeah, the story is Tiger Woods. He's birdied 16 and 17, and apparently ripped the drive down the fairway on 18, trying to close with three straight birdies. That would that would put him to uh, two under if he can birdie 18 as well. I think most people didn't even expect him to make the cut. No, I mean he the guy has not walked 72 holes of golf over four days. So I mean, I, I understand when he says that. He doesn't want to come and play ceremonial golf and just kind of be there to be there. He's there because he feels he can win. But in the same sentence, he said, no, I haven't walked 72 holes of golf over four days. So I, whether he can hold up over four, I'd love to see him make the cut hmm. and have another good day tomorrow. Whether he can actually continue to, to hold up over four days is, is an entirely different question because he just hasn't done it. I mean, keep in mind, this is a guy who less than two years ago, you know, almost lost his legs. So, uh, you know, I – great to even just see him out here making birdies yeah and you should be able to i mean you know i know you're battling through a pickleball injury um so pickleball you, you <laughs> know and and so you, your golf career is taking a, a couple of weeks off yeah, so. i asked the doctor i'm like he said well so you'll get back into pickleball i'm like forget pickleball how long does it take to get back on the golf course yeah that's the more important question yeah there. yeah and, and you know it's a a growing sport we'll get bronner out there before long but um, if, yeah. we, if we take Broder out there, we're going to bring the average age down. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough day for you two gentlemen. Uh, oh, you yeah. now we have to take Broder out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get back out there right now. Going into my younger. I'll, I'll let you heal up. Uh, Thank you, you. Take as much time as you need, but yeah. when you say you're ready, I'll I'll be ready as well. Have you seen it online, real quick? Have you? No, looked, I'll you have look not. it up because okay. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. A little, mi- a little mixture between tennis and ping pong. I'll look yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brian. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Hopefully, a final four to a lot of our teams. Michael Bronner. All right, we'll see you next week. Prep Spotlight Sports Station WNSP.